You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 647. The Witch is back. Welcome to episode 647 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Calculation Kid. Uh-oh. And I am Calculation yes. Kid. Yes, I know. I know. Uh, you were not aware there was going to be was, any math. I, I was completely unaware of this, sir. Yes, yes. Well, um, as I went to um, to say goodnight to, uh, to my seven-year-old, Sarah, she um, informed me that I had a math test to write. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a uh, show your work thing, and let me tell oh, you, that means using base ten blocks. And oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I, I'm, I, you know, I look at the question. It's like, okay, here you go. And she's, no, you need to do your base ten blocks. Um, so despite my initial oversight in not doing those, um, I did in fact get it done and uh, and and achieved a grade of A plus plus. Plus 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 plus. <laughs> so you'll shoot vic- your eye out, kid. Yeah, vic- <laughs> victory is mine, and uh, and and it, it it's all good. It's all good. And then she showed me how I could have also used uh, a number line, and how I could have also factored my answer. And, uh, ah. So- mm, all yeah. of, all of the things that you know clearly you know, and all I can think is is. Her uh, her grade two teacher is doing an outstanding job of teaching her. <laughs> Who is her grade two teacher there, Paul? Well, it's not me anymore. So. Oh, that's, okay, that's okay. Thing. I thought it was you. Oh. It was me for uh, for uh, the the first month of the year, but um, ah. but no, it is uh, it is now her regular teacher once again. And, oh, um, sweet. And I mean, technically, she was involved at least. It's just that you know, she wasn't the one helping her get the work done. Um, so, uh, so yes, so, uh, so the, uh, education is, is going. I remember, uh, my math teachers, you know, up through high school and all, even college, you know, calculus, calculus, everything else when they have tests and they want you to show your work. Yeah. That's not how I did things because my brain isn't wired that way. I do most of the math in my head and I don't really follow their formula and rules like they're supposed to. So what I do is I'd figure out the answer in my head, and I write it down, and then I'd be like, "Oh, okay." And I just write a bunch of random numbers and stuff, like like I did work. <laughs> and honestly, all they were looking for was the answer, and saw yeah, there was some other stuff there, and they yeah, didn't care. Done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't it, 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 it looks right? like you know the the kind of the, in other words, it looks like the kind of chicken scratch that would be on a like a prescription pad, and yes, <laughs> and it's like I can't read that. Clearly, he did the work because he got the answer. Yes. I mean, when you're an adult and you have friends who are teachers, you understand that they're grading papers. Well, all let's the time. say having a box of Franzia, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my, okay. Yeah. They're at home, like, okay, I'm going to watch TV and grade 500 papers and deal with my own kids and drink some wine. And get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pouring whatever. The wine. And some more wine. <laughs> Pouring the wine directly into the ice cream container. Yeah. <laughs> That's how. Little That's wine for teacher, <laughs> little wine for Santa Claus, little yep. more wine for Santa Claus, a little bit for teacher. A little more wine. 
<laughs> oh, good lord. Indeed. Anyway, so uh, I'm I'm still uh, coming uh, coming off the stress of the, the math test, so I will pass it to you, sir. Hi, everybody. I am Darren Noel, and tonight I am. Oh, the MCU fanboys make me giggle, boy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> because this is the first. Is this time a Wandavision I've... thing? Oh, totally a Wandavision thing. So, without spoiling, again, even though it's all out there. Go go watch it because I think it's an excellent show, in in my opinion. Uh, they they set out on a mission and they accomplished their mission and everything else was gravy on top of that. But the theories that were going everywhere, on everything, it's like they, they there was no way to do that in nine episodes, no. nine half hour episodes. And everyone that was really super invested in their theories, it's I akin it to watching Lost, and mm-hmm. getting to that last season and going what the beep because. Clearly in Lost, there wasn't really a plan for all the extra stuff. Do you know what I mean? That just kind of was like the, the sci-fi genre stuff on the overarching story they were telling. Mm-hmm. That that was all fluff that they didn't care about. They cared about the story of the characters. I get it. WandaVision kind of did the same thing, but this is the first time the MCU has had a great deal of speculation about it. Because we all go to the movies, and yeah. there's nothing to speculate on. That's right, yeah. The movie is a one and done thing. You don't like turn the movie like halfway off, like oh my god, oh my god, are they gonna snap everybody back or not? I don't know. Uh, I mean, what there was a lot of speculation about Endgame, but yeah, I get your point. But you know what I'm saying? Like in the movie, it's a, it's an encapsulated thing, right? And, and you're not gonna be going home plotting these theories of in the next episode of Endgame because yeah. there is. I don't know. I haven't told you my Black Widow theory. Oh uh, well. We'll get on that later, Joe. Oh, good I, I, I as well, I as well have a Black Widow theory, and it may be the same one, but that's that's kind of is, funny. Is it that it's going to end up on Disney Plus after all? Oh, it well, will. It <laughs> no, that, that's not a theory. That's a fact, sir. It has to do with Clairol and Thoreal and all the other hair color products in the world. So, <clears throat> but I, I just found it. I'm a- it went ape crazy. Over things that did not happen in this nine half hour series. And like they they plotted all these threads and everything. Yes, yes, they did. Some of them were intentional misdirections to make you hype up the show and you did it. Congratulations. You played the trap card, did you? <laughs> one of those misdirections was thematic. I mean oh, it, yeah. when you break it down. You suppose you're supposed to get a reaction, that reaction. Because that's the reaction the characters are feeling. It's actually pretty brilliant. I mean, the sitcom premise at the beginning, and then when you realize what the show's actually about, oh, 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 <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that an irony right there? And I got so many people, though, that can't stand the first three episodes. They just, they don't, they don't get it. And it's possibly because they never watched those shows, right? They, they didn't watch the reruns. I suppose that's true. You know, so they, they don't have any memories of watching those shows at all. I mean, every time, every bloody time, there would be a rain delay in Atlanta for the Braves. We would be watching Andy Griffith. <laughs> every bloody time. It's like Ted Turner owned no other shows. That was the only show that came on when the Braves were rain delayed. So when they were rain delayed and we had a family that had to watch baseball, okay, it's Andy Griffith. God, this is boring. You know, and then you realize that half the people in, in – Mayberry, you're actually drunk <laughs> when you're an adult. You're like, oh, this show makes so much more sense now. So, 
Yeah, I just I'm find amused it that, of the pop culture traveling there. I'm amused at how people are upset at the show's creators for the fact that the fan theories didn't pan out. How hmm. dare they? How, how dare they? Yeah, it's like, yeah. this, is, this is what I thought was going to happen. It didn't happen, so I'm mad at you for, for what I thought was going to happen. Not it's happening. like everyone is getting to experience what reading comics is like. Yes. It's amazing. It's the same they don't thing. like it. It's the same people upset because Phantom Girl is purple in the Bendis run. It's the same kind of crap. How dare you give me something I did not want? <laughs> I want a cat. Well, not that okay. cat. It's a cat for you. Yeah. Well, cat. not that I cat. cat. I want a different cat. cat. <laughs> it's just amusing to me that everyone got so invested and then went off the rails with rants like, oh, this show is not what it was, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, dude, until you're in the writing room, or Kevin Feige or whoever hires you to produce or direct. <laughs> you ha you have no say. <laughs> and, it, and, and it's not even a new new uh, new thing. It's that there are all these movies that have names of comic book event names that are nothing like what the comic events are like. Every single one of these things is like four or five different things mushed together and then put through the MCU filter. Could you so imagine it's like, MCU <laughs> making Secret Wars? Oh my God! Like like a Zack Snyder panel for panel reconstruction of Secret Wars. Ugh. Could you could you imagine that heinousness on film? Because I think Secret Wars is just kind of a it's a very retro piece. Well, Secret Wars the, is of course a toy ad. The yeah. original Secret Wars or the, the original second one? Wars, the original one, the one back from the eighties where everything ends in an exclamation point. You know, have the you one, the one where one? everything changes and and things will never be the same again. Well, that too. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, they're kind of right. Everything did change and it went back again, but it did change. Well, we got one lasting change out of it. Yeah. We got the black suit for Spidey or Venom. Hmm? There is we got that. Venom. Yay. <laughs> I bet the people were writing in the Secret Wars. You know what you should do? I have a theory. That suit is actually an alien. That's gonna be one of your most so, popular. It, it doesn't like church bells in twenty-five years. So, uh, sort anyway. of related. I don't get any of the Marvel speculation, fan discourse, whatever. I don't really care. Uh, but I did see something—a purely, purely speculative fan wish thing. But I thought it was very funny and almost Legion-related. Uh, you know how they have the uh, Agents of Sword that will be coming out next year, or the year after, maybe. It's going to be about the uh, space division of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know? That's where Monica Rambeau is supposedly going and others. Right. Yeah, Sword shows, one... uh, Sword's in WandaVision. That, that's a yeah, they're going to be dealing with alien species and all. Yeah. So, the speculation is that uh, they're one of the species they'll eventually deal with here is the Shi'ar. And that means... Possibly the Imperial Guard. So <laughs> it means the Legion. <laughs> no, 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 no. But listen, but listen. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm listening. Who they're already demanding and uh, creating. Uh, apparently, someone has already created a, a whatever a change.org petition. Yeah, oh, is for Gladiator, sake. for Henry Cavill to play Gladiator. Oh my God! Of course. I mean, that's not the worst <laughs> no, idea I've ever but, heard. 
That, but, I think that's perfect. <laughs> okay, so I got to give credit to uh, Film Theory for this for this theory. There was a theory about one of the characters in WandaVision being attached to a certain Justice League analog team. Yeah, that was actually not a bad theory. I it, it's not just... a bad theory, and it may <laughs> pan out still. Who knows? But what, Squadron Supreme? Yep. Yes. So wouldn't it be funny if they cast Henry Cavill as Hyperion? Man, yep. I I actually I my lose my crap. I the really only put my, Ben Affleck my, in as Nighthawk. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, my my <laughs> dream MCU movie is Squadron Supreme Supreme right now. I kind of hope we see that after in the next couple of years. If if Eternals pans out, it's possible. If, yeah. If, do another big team. Uh, I, I don't know. I I think that's inviting law, lawsuits from Warner Brothers when you make a whole movie about the Squadron. It, it's an, I don't know. Right yes. now, uh, it, was, it was easier to get away with in comics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this well, get away with it. I, I want to segue real quick. This is gonna be real brief, real brief. I promise. <laughs> Marvel's doing Mar- Marvel. I know Travis. Sorry, Marvel's doing a big Heroes Reborn event that is entirely about how Marvel is gonna do uh, DC concepts in the Marvel universe as like a fifth week event sort of dealy. Yeah, I think we <laughs> talked about this a few weeks ago, didn't we? Did have we talked about Hyperon and the Imperial yeah. Guard? Yeah, I think <laughs> okay. that's why we talked about it. It's it's crazy how far they're going. They're doing stuff like turning Spider Gwen into Batgirl. It's 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 insane how far they're going with it. Uh, I think they know they can get away with it. I mean, think about it. If if um if um the boys can do it, why can't Marvel do it? Well, um, why why can't any? I, I mean, you know, the the trick is. I mean, the um, trick is to make them different enough. Yeah, exactly. So that you have I mean, plausible deniability, but, right? And you know what? They're, like, they're I think all the boys analog. get away with satire. Yeah, they're yeah, they're the all boys can get away with being ultra adults and yeah, they, but they're they are violent. all analogs in some way when you get, totally yeah you and, get right and squadron. You're talking about them being the main characters, the star of this thing. Boys can have an analog show up as a something, but it wouldn't be the star on the basis of the whole show. You know, like you know, I, I mean. Hancock was was nothing like Superman, and yet was basically based on Superman, and uh, you know, and that is just a thing. You know, that's just that's just the the the, the way things work. So I mean, we we see that during all of our crises, all the different versions of Superman <clears throat> who aren't actually Superman named, right? Exactly. So yeah, we we get that a lot internally to DC. So it's really hard for them to say, "Hey, Marvel, you can't have a guy who's got a big S on his." Wait, belt. the belt? I guess that's okay. You know, <laughs> it's not on his chest. Yeah. It's not his belt. It's fine. It's fine. Two yeah, different characters. Because you know what? It turns out Marvel has lawyers too, and they're like, "Yep, Marvel's maybe, got maybe, Disney lawyers." Maybe too close. <laughs> that's maybe too close. So don't do don't do it like that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. All right. So that was my fun week. So over to you, Mr. Travis. Okay, so that was 20 minutes on Marvel TV and movies. Let's uh, let's move on. Redirect. Redirect. Oh, take a drink. Okay. uh, Hey, everybody. This is Travis Ellisor, and this weekend I was whacked out wiener lad. Hey now. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that'd get a reaction. (laughs) So um. So. A couple weekends ago, I, I, I've i got a short list of, it started off of maybe 20 random comics and back issues that I'm trying to track down to complete certain runs. Like, I'm 
I think five comics away from having an entire milestone comics collection. Uh, Ooh, even the static. Cause I can't find static anywhere. I'm two issues short on static. Dang. And, uh, dryer. <sighs> hmm. No. Okay. no. Uh, and a few other random things. Um, and anyway, so what I've decided was instead of just looking online on eBay and paying outlandish prices, uh, is to look at, comic stores within driving distance of me and every once in a while on a Saturday, take a little road trip. Like uh, a couple weeks ago, I went into Biloxi, Mississippi and hit up there, found two issues I was looking for. So that was success. Uh, This weekend I went in the other direction. I went to Foley, Alabama, which is right by Gulf Shores on the very nice beach and a place called Covert Comics, which is a, Really, really nice comic shop. I wish I had been there before. Very large, huge selection of back issues. Really nice, uh, very uh, informed staff about everything. It just a really cool store. And I found one issue of Static I was looking for. That's all I found. But the I showed the guy my list, and he was very, very helpful. Um, actually, the issue of Static he had recently gotten bought from someone. It wasn't even out in the long boxes yet that uh, he went behind in the back of the store. It hadn't even been priced yet and dug it up for me. Nice. Um, anyway, when I went to leave there, about 200 feet from the store, because I was like, ah, we're somewhere I can get lunch around here. I saw a place, and the name of it was The Whacked Out Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it it is a hot dog and sausage dog place. Uh, so, you know... I went in there, and I'll be honest. I they had so they had a great variety of different kinds of hot dogs and sausage dogs you can get, all kind of whatever toppings you want. I got a barbecue and onion dog and a chili cheese dog. Are you sure? I, it wasn't I know this is this is killing meal. Darren. I know it's killing you, Darren. <laughs> it's killing me. It's killing me. Anyway, fantastic <laughs> hot dogs. Nice, Dad. Why don't you take me to the gay steel mill? <laughs> <laughs> and they had they had t-shirts, and uh, I did. And it said, uh, I got my wiener wax at the whacked off wiener. Of course it does. Of course it does. Nice. So, anyway, uh, that was me. Over to you, Michael. Uh, Well, it's hard to uh, top that one. uh, (laughs) I am Michael Grabois, and this week I was Stand Lad. Uh, You may recall a couple weeks ago I started reading... Uh, Stephen King's uh, The Stand during the uh, the big blackout, and uh, 19 days later, I finished all 1,141 pages. Nice. Uh, which is about 60 pages per day uh, on average. Um, it also helped that the weather was really nice, so I could just sit outside with a beer and read for an hour or two. And uh, it's been a long time since I sat down um, with a book to read rather than playing on the computer or watching TV. And so hopefully I'll be able to uh, flex my mental reading muscles a little more. Um, For those who uh, have not read the book. um, I have. I have. All right. Well, but not everybody listening might have. No, exactly. It's a a cute little story about... Little. About a pandemic that kills 99.5% of the world's population. Um, so I figured that uh, now that we have COVID vaccines, it was time to start reading that. Mm. 
Plus, I also wanted to refresh my memory of the book after watching the uh, the recent CBS All Access miniseries, yeah. <laughs> which which was it was okay, and you know, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, that's that's the rating that I give it is just okay. Um, I realize that I will not be satisfied with a movie or TV adaptation. Oh, God. Yeah, unless it yeah. unless it covers the entire book, um, which would take need probably, all those trash can man scenes. Yeah, which would probably take uh, a two two seasons of ten episodes each would probably cover it. Yeah, I figure the the audio book is about uh, fifteen hours, so oh. yeah, that's about right. And, and so the, the first 1994 miniseries was six hours. The second one was nine hours, and they still had to chop a huge amount oh, yeah. of material in order to make it fit. And some of it worked. A lot of it, it didn't. I mean, the book and, itself is three books. It really should be at least three seasons at minimum. I mean, you can use that book to shore up a table. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, or you could use it to be a table. I know, right? I, I got to ask real quick. Have you ever read The Dark Tower? I read the first couple books, um, but never got around to finishing it. All right. I was going to. If you like the stand, I, I know Dark it's, Tower's good. Yeah, I know I know. this one has been kind of retconned into the larger Dark Tower universe. Well, it's not really a retcon. It's not a retcon. The Dark Tower is kind of like a nexus of all reality type dealy. Yeah, well, by, Dark Tower by, ties into every King book, really. Yeah, right. right. But what I mean by retcon is when this book was written, there was no Dark Tower, and then it wasn't until the Dark Tower books were written that it kind ret- of reached back and made it into Retro one of the worlds. Is or probably something. a better term. What's well, a retcon? Uh, yeah, but he didn't change the he didn't no. change the stand in any way. He, so right. it you know it it's not a retcon unless you're making a change to something. Uh-huh. And no, and retcon can changed. just be a previously previously unpublished story that that sheds more light on the situation. Like uh Alan that's Moore's not a anatomy. That's just storytelling. That's that's a retcon is is literally re- <laughs> retroactively changing the continuity. <laughs> Son, let me tell you about Crisis on Infinite Earths number 11 and retconning, okay? Okay. Yeah. Look at um, uh, Roy Thomas's All-Star Squadron was a retcon. It didn't change All anything. It. All of it, it was changed, a retcon. It changed, it changed it a lot. But it, it explained things like Dr. Fate's helmet and, <laughs> and lots of little things and, and put helmet. new characters in there. Um, so changing the story but that's that's it, what it, happens it, here too it, it retconned it, it yeah. almost every story is a retcon of something almost unless you're sticking to the very 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 narrow yeah i mean, like, luke, I mean I am, luke i am your father is a retcon yeah, adding <laughs> your uh, yeah sister. adding like, to uh, it, it, i think there's a difference between retroactive continuity and additive continuity you know yeah. it, it's 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 like to say that um i'm just thinking jeff john's head just blew up yeah, yeah right yeah um but but you know it, it's like so i mean they didn't have to change anything about the stand to say that 
this character who just basically continued on from there. Um, you know, I mean, he first showed up, so Flag first shows up in the stand and then later shows up in, uh, in the Dark Tower and, like, course eyes of the dragon as well um, eyes of the dragon was the one i was trying to think of yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. was again because that was maybe 10 years later um yeah. that, that he did that but then yeah, oh guess, actually no see eyes of the dragon came out in 84 the stand came out in 78 and dark tower was 87 was it, was it 84 that, that that's what oh, the wikipedia says yeah pa- paul we're old paul i know i just i thought it was later than that <laughs> oh scary sorry anyway Anyway, so um, uh, I first read the book in, like, 1981, uh, the the original version, and um, uh, or the abridged version, and the copy that I have from, like, 1982, 3, or something. Yeah. So, so soon to be a major motion picture by George Romero. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. That's awesome. That would have been interesting. Is that the one with the with the eye with the uh, yeah. the Raven's eye? Yeah, I had. Yeah. I, I've got. I still actually have my copy of that kicking around, and it's like right next to the uh, the uh, hardcover of the uncut version. Uh, see, I've got the uh, my paperback version is dog-eared, and the corners are yeah. are all beaten up, and I don't know how Same. many times I've read it. Oh, it's, the, it's uh, a dozen for me at least. Yeah. The, uh, the the book that I have is the first uh, printing of the paperback from May 1991. Right. So when they so, did when the with and that's the one with the uh, uh, the two characters fighting on the uh, cover. The uh, that's the version I read when I was 14. Yeah. yeah, it's got it's got like a gold cover. Yeah. And, um, uh, and this is the one that has uh, illustrations by Bernie Wrightson. That's right. Yes. Oh yeah. I took that. I took that back and forth in middle school with the rest of my school books. Oh, I was gosh. crazy. I. I. Yeah. I. I. And and sorry. I stand corrected. The uh, audiobook version is forty-seven hours and forty-seven oh, minutes. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Mm-mm. So yeah, that's great for uh, your commute. Yeah, right. <laughs> for what from New York to L.A. <laughs> no, I mean if you. If you drive for an hour, or if you commute yeah. for an hour each way, then you know you can get it done in, in a month. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> What's interesting though is there's actually two. Ver- Audible has two versions of it. One there's of one... them is uh, ah the oh no it's in German that's why uh, I was gonna uh. say it's fifty four hours and nine minutes. Fifty four hours well, and nine minutes of someone yelling at you in German. Right? <laughs> I was just gonna say exactly. <laughs> That's because, you know, German is 27 syllables per word. That's right. That's right. That's a, that, So that's how much longer it takes right there. <laughs> so uh, that's enough for me. Over to you, Jim. Uh, M-O-O-N. That spells Jim. That's me. <laughs> so this week I am um, I'm burning up, kid. So this is going to be a quick story because it's, it's a little, it's a story. Okay, the free I, clinic is open Monday through mm. Friday. <laughs> so over the last couple months, I've had an issue where my, uh, my radiator, uh, my, uh, overflow tank for my radiator has been leaking. It's a very minor leak, very tiny. Every three or four days, I got to top off my overflow tank so that my, you know, my coolant doesn't all run out of my car. It's fine. Everything's great. Uh, one of these days I'll get it fixed. But two days ago, 
I opened up my hood and took a, took opened up the overflow tank to top it off, topped it off, closed back up, took off. Less than 15 minutes later, my dash is yelling at me saying, your engine is overheating. And Uh-oh. my, uh, yeah, and my thermostat gauge went straight to red. Oh. Uh, and it's telling, it, fortunately, I have a newer car and it's telling me pull over. Uh, yeah, pull over now. Yeah. So I pull over. And I'm freaking out because I've never had a car overheat. And I know what the problem is because there's only one thing that could have happened. I left the cap off the overflow tank. Oh. And so all of the uh, coolant had either evaporated or splashed out. And so my engine overheated. Now, fortunately, because I've had this leak, I had a whole gallon of coolant in my trunk. So I w- even though I was on the side of the highway, I did manage to get out. Put the coolant into the uh, into the engine, and get it cooled back down to where it was. So I don't think I destroyed my engine. But oh my god, was that like terrifying that I just burned up my engine? Yeah, you had a panic, totally. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I think there's enough. Uh, you get enough warnings if you if you stop properly, you're safe. Uh, it only took maybe 20 minutes to cool it back down, but uh, I'm keeping a closer eye on it now. But thankfully, somehow, the place in my uh, uh, the cap that I left sitting on top of my engine when I closed the hood, it stayed where it was. So I didn't lose my cap because that would have been the real problem if I was out on the highway with no uh, radiator cap or overflow tank cap, rather. Mm -hmm. So that was the excitement for my week. (laughs) That is exciting. And no, thank you. And uh, I think we got a guest or someone visiting or we are, we are going now now to the future. G'day everyone, it's me, Derek Binns, calling from the future, and today <laughs> I am Gallery Kid. So Sunday, which was my yesterday, and could be your today, or even somebody's tomorrow, <laughs> I went to an art exhibition um, just outside of Launceston where I live. It's a reasonably local prestigious art exhibition called The Glover, and people have to uh, submit entries that feature the landscapes of Tasmania. So it was all very nice to look at, and I voted in the People's Choice Award, and hopefully my choice, which is the logical choice, will win the People's Choice. Very nice. <laughs> so Sorry, we're just not used to anyone being so brief. Yeah. <laughs> that <was really> short. <laughs> That's because I've gone and retconned myself. There you oh. have it. There you have it. <laughs> In the future, <laughs> it's confusing. But... All yeah, right, what was that so... thing that uh, uh, Morrison invented in JLA? The retro opticon or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Was that? I have to go was? back and look it up. It's it's the machine that reverses history. <laughs> oh, see, we all he's very that. very tongue in cheek. That Grant Morrison. Yes, yes, exactly. All right. Um, so. In Torchwood, they had a mind wipe spray that was called Retcon. Ah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Forgot about that. I need to go back for some more Captain Jack. Right? Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Um, hey, so what about Legion News, folks? Anything? Nope. Nope. We got gener- uh, Jim, you wanted to mention Generations? Oh, yeah. Of some yeah, um, so there's actually a little bit of uh, Legion stuff going on in, uh, oh, what's it called, uh, DC Generations Shattered and DC Generations Forged. Uh, that, that's that two-part series. It's all about that. It's known as the linear verse, where basically 
all the heroes started in like whatever year that they started in and they're the same person throughout history because they people live longer for some reason honestly that part of it's all kind of stupid yeah, um, a little um, bit <laughs> but the relevant as, part is as we discussed at great length last week <laughs> uh, su- uh superman when he was a boy is a main character uh in this yes. story and you see a lot of like 70s era legion with numerous inaccuracies yeah i think we talked about that when the first one came yeah out. I think we did. But the other thing I thought like Legion fans might want to know about is there's actually a running thing where uh, Nemesis Kid is a regular recurring villain throughout the Girl! story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and basically him and Superboy get into a couple of tussles throughout the story. Um, nice. I won't spoil how it ends, but it does sort of like raise a bunch of questions as to why Val lost to him. I'll say that much. <laughs> those, those questions have been raised many times. Yeah. Indeed. Yep. <laughs> Not the first time. Because, because in that case, it because, was because Giffen said so. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say. <laughs> because Giffen and Levitz agreed that it should happen. Uh, but the general gist of the story is that, of course, reality, this, this one universe, this linear verse, as it were, uh, someone is like deleting time. And so they have to gather a group of heroes from out of time to go around to different points in time to save the day. Tell me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> it's, it Is anybody different. monitoring the situation? Uh, <laughs> the linear men are in it. Oh. Yeah, those are those are not the straightest people in the DCU, just FYI. <laughs> I, I, I take umbrage to the name linear for them. But uh, it's yeah. more than like the one panel they got in, uh, in um, Infinite Frontier, is what I'm saying. So okay. if you're a Legion completionist, you might want to take a look at this at least on the surface to see if it's something you want. Because there's more, there's more than a minute, is what I'm saying. Probably not enough to cover on this show, mm. but enough if you're enough of a Legion fan. Nice, especially if you like Superman when he was a boy. Right, right, which is the the one true Superboy. Yeah. Um. I got I got a quick item. Yeah. Something we forgot to cover last week. Uh, it was announced that there is a new Supergirl in the movies, oh, the DC right. Extended Universe, who is a Latina. Um, and it, from the casting news, it sounded like they specifically sought out a Latina as opposed to picking whoever fits best, which, of course, you know, a Latina Supergirl made all the, the fanboys' heads explode. But I read some speculation. She's going to dye her hair uh, blonde, right? Uh, no, that's not allowed, and there's no wigs in this universe either. Oh, no, that's and, a and hate she can't, crime. She can't be Supergirl. She doesn't have blonde hair. Right. Oh, but um, the, the, the Legion part of it is that people are starting to convince themselves um, that the casting of a Supergirl automatically implies that there is going to be a Supergirl and the Legion movie coming out. That is a leap. That is that yeah. is like a, a, a yeah, that is a leap that Batrock would not be able to make. <laughs> <laughs> Batrock's a leap. Zutolors. Hello. I put my pretty boot across your face, no? <laughs> yeah, so so it was um uh, on the one hand, you had people's heads exploding because, oh my God, a Latina Supergirl. But then 
wait, can we have, is it okay if we have a Latina Supergirl, if that brings along a Legion movie? And, and then, you know, the cognitive dissonance of those two is amusing to watch. Well, we kind of sort of have a Latina Wonder Woman. Right? In comics. You In mean. comics, you're a four, oh. right? Yeah, but that's not the real Wonder Woman, so I, it's okay. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Again, all the stories I, I, are magic. I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm just end, endlessly like like the 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 leaps of uh, that the you, leap on you might, that you, you, blows my mind. It just blows. You might as my well mind. say you might as well assume that mean that that means the existence of the Legion of Super Pets is confirmed yes. for all the validity yes. it has. That's before we get the heroes. I, 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 I think uh, Vincent because it's easy uh, to put it. Uh, there's cryptos in Titans already. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, Vincent from Lost is going to play um, oh, totally. um, uh, Crypto, according okay. to my um, um, your theory. Well, no, no, to my petition on Change.org. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know that dog is probably passed on, right? <laughs> I don't not, care. Not it's oh. in. It's Change.org. If I get enough signatures, everybody has to do it. That, that that's true, and Congress yeah. will meet and have a <laughs> have a moment over your petition. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Anyway, but Vincent hate, was a I Labrador. Hate... He can't play crypto. Uh, don't don't typecast him. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I tell you, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know all the uh, all the dog racists are gonna have a fit when uh, when they when crypto ends up being a pug. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Call Mike Norton. Get Mike Norton yeah, on the phone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he needs that money for Battle Pug, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So uh, so then, no Legion news. <laughs> no Legion. Yeah. No. Other than that, no. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. All it's right. All quiet on the. Le- I'm so glad you brought that one up, Michael, because that is just like the 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 leaps and bounds people have gone to for that is 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 quite amazing. Um, all right, so so let's uh, let's. Remember when we used to have to wait on on TM Maple to write a letter before we knew something was controversial or not? Right. Exactly. Remember that. That's right. <laughs> God That's bless right. his soul. Toronto represent. Yeah. All right, let's get into um, this week's issue, um, in which a character makes a long-awaited return. And all Finally. Kinds of stuff. Yeah. All Finally. kinds of stuff. So uh, why don't you uh, lead us through it, Derek? My pleasure. So we have Legion of Superheroes issue number 43, the witch is back with a strange-looking female character in purpley lavender space armor with a sh- shadowy figure in the background. Plus, Mice's mysterious benefactor is revealed. And we open up oh, on... Oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. 
We should mention that the cover is by Stuart Eminen, pencils, Ron Boyd, inks, and Tom McCraw colors. And costume is by um, <laughs> Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost implying there's a vision of a shadowy character behind her. Oh. <gasps> Am I? Nicely Am I really? Done. Done. Nicely looks, done. It looks like Star Sapphire to me, actually. Yeah, this... I, I thought it was just funny that we're covering this issue and... Uh, we nope. got a new Scarlet yeah. Witch costume. At the is, this, costume. is this outfit supposed to be a reference to anything? Because Amethyst. yeah, is that what it is? It's supposed to vaguely look like Amethyst's outfit. It, it's supposed yeah. to vaguely be more of a warrior type of Amethyst. Yeah. But I wasn't sure if this later what this is. Spoilers this was like a ha- aspect of the hag <laughs> or something. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, forty-year-old spoilers don't work. Rosebud no. is the fucking sled. Okay, what? Not spoilers for the end of the issue that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, we open <laughs> up the first page. Derek's like they're fighting. Oh no! If, um, the kids are fighting again. Okay, we have um, the remains of the sorcerer's world. I can feel it calling to me, crying. It's heartbreaking. It's right there below me. I can feel it, but every time I come close, every time I shift a boulder out of my path, the boulder reappears right in front of me. And we have Misa in a spacesuit on the shattered remains of the Sorcerer's World, using her magics, trying to reassemble it rock by rock. Yeah, is the Sorcerer's World like a bunch of rubble? Yes. Okay. It was torn apart at the end of the Baxter run in the Magic Wars by the Archmage. And that's how they defeated the Archmage, because once he was so tied to the world that once the world stopped existing, so did he. Uh, yes. Or it, whatever. Why, damn it, why? Why do the spirits oppose me? All I seek is fulfillment, spiritual contentment, and they send me nothing but anger, rage. And a tear comes down her cheek. And from off panel, a voice says, excuse me, but you look like you could use a hand. Okay, and... so <laughs> I, I, I've been on this Misa train for a while. Let the record show. I've been on the Misa train for a while. They just explained that she's been moving rocks for the past how many issues? A few. Hey, those yeah. rocks don't move well, do themselves. We... Yeah, she has apparently to prepare been... her spell. She's been in Sisyphus hell. <laughs> or like shoes. That is exactly what it is, too. <laughs> it totally is. It down to the rock. Yeah. It's no, you're same, you're like, you're 100 right. Yeah. So for 20 issues, <laughs> well, all these months of war, and I understand how why they had to move mice off the board, in some respects because of the war and magic can fix things too easily. But you'll also notice that a lot of the older legionnaires weren't involved in the earth-based war content at all. So she could have just been off somewhere else, not, you know, hey, Legion, stay over here because we want to be neutral. Well, I, I think the implication is there's something compelling her to do this, and which well, is what's yeah. got. I'm just so, saying. For so the rationale doesn't really matter when it's. I know. You're being she, controlled. Yeah. So yeah. the last last time we saw Misa was back in issue 20, which was two and a half months ago in story time back in April of. 2995 we're now in uh, july 
and but it's been uh, two almost two years our time mm-hmm. since uh, issue twenty came out. I think I wouldn't mind so much if if the book kept internal time better. Do you know what I mean, Michael? I know it's, we have this kind of from like the source book and other things, but internally to the book, I think I'd like to see not like a fifty-two that strict of a countdown, but you know what I mean, like more of a continuity of how these things are flowing. So, like, well, that's that's what I'm doing on mm-hmm, the uh, on the blog is I'm keeping a a timeline of when things happen, which is you know why I keep referring back to you know this happened on that date and whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, this one, I, I I think they just kind of forgot about her. Yeah, because I it agree, was dude. it went so long without anybody even mentioning her, and then you know like they're on uh, during the annual, I think there was a, a mention by Nora, um, but you know this is yet another one of the plots that just takes forever to uh, to get going. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I agree. All right. Just it just irked me. So Go we, ahead. <laughs> we have a splash page of Misa and John Johns the Martian Manhunter. Nope. It's or Jack Kirby in a pirate costume. Or Jack Kirby in a pirate costume. <laughs> it's, it's John John Sparrow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, could be. Yeah. And Misa says, Who? Who are you? What what are you doing here? I am a friend, my Sonal, a friend who is here to help. And now we cut over to uh, Legion I, headquarters. I hate to interrupt. I got one last thing to say about this. I really like how Iman draws the transuit here. Yes. Yeah, the texture mm-hmm. on it is really neat. Like you can see, you know, kind of wrinkles on it and the whole bit. Cuz she's not wearing a spacesuit. She's got space gloves and boots, but she's just wearing regular clothes. So it, yeah, I just really like how it looks. Yeah, helmet's kind of do- helmet's kind of doofy though. Well, yeah. you know they it's lost all that helmet. cool tech. Yeah, totally. I I like how the all the rocks are colored purple. That's how you know they're magic. That's magic how you rocks. know it's amethyst, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, where are we? Legion headquarters on Talos, and we have Spider Girl breaking in. Now, Spider Girl. This is fun. Motion sensors, sonic detectors, infrared trips, entry codes. (laughs) Got it. Of course, for me, it's no big deal. Now, that was the security system. I doubt there's a man alive who could bypass it. Now, with just a little luck, I can just... And her luck immediately runs out as she's spotted by Brainiac 5 (laughs) and the ever-eloquent Ultra Boy, who says... Huh? 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 (laughs) So is, he, is she, like, just walking backwards through the airlock door? Is that what's going on? Yeah, it, I don't know if she intended to moonwalk it, but she did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they'd be standing outside the, the airlock in uh, sweats and a lab coat, basically. <laughs> so. um, Brainy says, an intruder, airlock breach. Uh, Spider Girl goes, ah, fud. Hey, look, fellas, I, I was leaving it the way I found it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe she came in and saw them and went turned right around. <laughs> Sorry. Like, like that my Simpsons bad. gif. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Joe rushes into action. Quick, Brainy, grab her. Oh, come on, boys. This doesn't have to get rough. Too late, sister. 
Uh, but Spider-Girl grabs them with her prehensile hair. Well, then, if you insist. Oh, hey, it's Spider-Girl. Ah, you guys remember me. As she throws them both down the corridor and they wham into some packing crates. It's good to know I leave an impression, or at least a few tender spots. But sneaking up behind her is Jacques Focas, the invisible kid. Quietly, quietly now. Got you. Jacques Focas. Well, hello there, gorgeous. This is a pleasure. And so is this, as she throws Jacques into Brainy with an arg and whoo. Ultra Boy says, okay, lady, you want to have fun? You said it, sweetie. So how about it? My place or your... And somebody interrupts. Hold it right there, spider girl. Oh, boy. Drew a shipped. Infectious lass. Don't move a curl, lady, or I'll give you a flute. It'll have you retching for a week. <laughs> and she's pointing the deadly finger of infection at spider girl. Yeah, so you can see it. Yeah, it's... Oh, yep. yeah, the germs are leaping off. She's got a little Captain Trips on there. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy, Drura, says spider girl. I'm not looking for any trouble. I, I um, love how it's Drura who brings all this to a quick conclusion yeah. by saying yep. <laughs> her with, you know, hey, you want to spend the week in the latrine? That's fine. I, I can do that for you. I'll be happy to. Yeah. <laughs> Joe rushes up and grabs spider girl. Well, strangely enough, it's found you. Slow down, Joe, says Jura. Things are under control. And Spider Girl has a smirk on her face. It's okay, hotcakes. I know you can't help yourself. Huh? But we'll get to that later, dull boy. But for now, let me show you why I'm here. Why I need your help. Oh, uh, help? <laughs> it's this cute little canister I nabbed for Starfinger. Whatever's in it has every punk with a pup gun on my butt trying to grab it. Uh, the canister, not my butt. <laughs> By the way, the um, so we that that canister we haven't seen since issue twenty seven. Um, if you remember, that was the uh, uh, the thing that she stole, and they weren't sure at the time uh, what was going, what they were going to write, having be in it. Um, they thought once they thought that it might be the ambush bug costume. Mm, right. um, but he says uh, he doesn't remember what we what we eventually established was in the canister or if we ever got around to identifying it. So I'll be interested in rereading the upcoming issues to find out. That's what Tom Beerbaum wrote. It's a it's just a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin. It's it's the it's the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> right. It's the Maltese it's, Falcon. It's, <laughs> exactly. But it's but it's almost at, or Rosebud. Um, but it's almost as um, uh, you know, as if they're making progress towards this plot line and, and that we might actually find out. It's almost as if they know that they've got a year to, to finish writing the book. Less than that. They've, yeah. got, till, they've got till issue 50. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, Tom, Tom mentions that later on, which we'll get okay, to later. Okay, cool. Excellent. <laughs> um, wait, wait. A little screen pops up with rock on it. Brainy, Brainy, what's going on down there? Uh, nothing, Rock, nothing, says Brainy. Just an unexpected cyclone barreling through. Above, in Rock's um, Rock Cave, Brainiac 5 says, but everything is under control. Brainiac out. 
Rock thinks to himself. <laughs> I wish it had been trouble. I think I'm starting to lose it up here, all alone. I mean, I've got a wife, a baby. I want to be with them. But I sit here staring at a bunch of monitors, keeping tabs on people who are out there doing something. And we see that Jan Ara is on leave visiting his homeworld of Trom to honour the dead. Tenzel Kem is on assignment sent to locate and check on Mysonal. Kent Shakespeare, Celeste Rockfish on leave visiting quarantine and says Ivy, so visiting Ivy on quarantine. Rock continues. Well, I slowly no, Ivy, lose... Ivy's, Ivy's, the, Ivy's the little girl who we saw on quarantine. Yep. While I slowly lose my mind up here, man, what a mistake it was to let Cam go. And Jacques and Drura walk in the door. Hey, Rock. Hello, Rock. I wanted to let you know we made it. Jacques, Drura, hey, am I glad to see you too. Now, welcome to the new Legion, folks. It is truly a pleasure to be here. Rock continues. This, as you can see, is our humble abode. I like it. Kind of funky, says Drura. It does have possibilities. And Rock continues. And definitely, we definitely welcome suggestions for improvement. Good. I am pleased to hear that, says Jacques, because I do have a few general suggestions for the team, such as perhaps code names. Right, right, says Rock. Sure, that would go big with this crowd. That is good to know. Huh? I thought you were a kid. And perhaps some new clothing, such as this, something a bit more identifying. Oh, well, the team didn't make take much to Cam's outfits. Exactly so. These new designs should be most welcome. Agreed? Um, <laughs> Andrews says with a smirk, hey, don't look at me, Rock. He doesn't listen to me either. But I got to say, Jacques is a good fill-in for Cam's role in yes. in the group. Uh, yeah, absolutely. On yes. I mean, they were, they're both detectives. They both were on the espionage squad. I, I think it's a good trade of people personnel if you will well, well he's been lead, he's been leading uh freaking the subs like, and the underground the like, underground for yeah he's probably he's really four good years at, so. good at organizing yep hurting has no sense of humor <laughs> like yeah, he's also true. good at making sure everyone's ready to to fight too because he turned the subs into a fighting force versus being a joke so back on the remains of the sorcerer's world why did you come? Where did you come from? Why are you helping me? Does it matter? Ugh, as John Johns is lifting boulders. You seem to be looking for something. You seem to want it pretty badly. And I'd like to help. But I am curious. What exactly are you looking for? I guess I'm not really sure. Fulfillment. A voice. Something calling to me. Powers I've lost. Powers the entire universe has lost. But it's here. I know it is. It's crying out desperate for me to reach it, to possess it. Amethyst. She's here. She's waiting for me. Amethyst, says John. My, so what exactly is this feeling, this lure of power, fulfillment? Yes. No. No. What I feel is her rage. Outrage, the rage of a great wrongs never avenged. Mysa, Mysa, listen to me. Amethyst no longer exists. No, she's here. Amethyst is a dream of the past, Mysa, queen to the mystics of antiquity. 
the soul of this world now dead. No, she's here. I can feel it, and I'm going to reach her. I must reach her. And we cross to the palace of Mordru on the planet of Tharn, with a castle drenched in rain and lightning. And we hear the conversation between John and Mysa continue. I must avenge the horrible wrongs we've suffered. Wrongs, Mysa? What wrongs? And inside the castle, we see a blue-skinned probe relaying the conversation. A minute ago, you were talking about fulfillment. Ha! Fulfillment! When you have suffered as we have suffered, there can only be one fulfillment. Vengeance! And Mordru sits upon his throne. So, it is true. Return to me, she shall. Uh, so this is interesting. Remember a long, long time ago when this blue probe stuff was going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the implication then was that, like, he was using probes out in the world to, like, relay information back to him. But now it looks oh, like it he's just using... It, yeah, it wasn't an implication. It was it was outright shown, but... But but in this case, there is no, like... Uh, There's no probe, right? Matching probe to relay the yeah. info. It seems like he's just using the probes as a medium to, like, clairvoyance. Yeah, he's probably uh, got a spell on his wife or ex-wife. I, I, I noted that, too, and I don't have an answer for that because I was going to bring it up if nobody else did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but, it's very, but, it's stuff I notice. <laughs> but at least at least they remembered the bit about the probes being more group, which is something mm-hmm. that I had uh, I kept harping on over the last couple of years, which they seem to have forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> and now we switch back to Legion headquarters in the dormitory level where Jacques and Drura are settling in. Drawers unpacking. Look at this gorgeous bed. What did you say this place used to be? Uh, some manner of rest stop, I believe. <laughs> now, let us see. Is the updated clothing designs beginning to, to, to shape up? And that oh. first one, that blue screen there, that I believe that's going to be Ayla's costume in a few issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we... it was it was Jacques in the first one that he showed to Rock, so. Yeah, so when those show up, they're not completely unexpected. I guess Emin had already designed them all. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't even noticed them. Huh. Uh, Drew goes on. How about this updated clothing design? As she's holding up something slinky and transparent. Maybe I should try it on and we can give it the bed a test run. Uh-huh, sure, dear. Mm, the proposed code names are starting to come in. Uh, I can see this team is not taking this notion very seriously. You're not listening to what I'm saying, are you? As she slouches back on the bed. Yes, dear. These are just not in the proper spirit. We need something to create a series sense of order, pride. So maybe I'll sneak in there and change your code name to something like, say, Stud Muffin. Uh-huh, sure, dear. I, I just oh. love uh, Eminem's artwork here, just the mm-hmm. expressive body language. Oh, with uh, with Drua just doing all the uh, the vamping. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, just look at both at, of them. Um, at, yeah. Look at Jock. I mean, Jock in his could, turtleneck. Yeah, but he <laughs> he's got he's got different facial expressions, and and you know you can tell he's 
you know, he's kind of thinking when he's chewing on his pen cap. Mm-hmm. That's the, you know, detail that, that often gets overlooked when you're, when you're drawing people. Yeah. Eminem was great right from the start. Yep. I agree. Elsewhere, we have Joe escorting Spider-Girl down a corridor, passing Devlin O'Ryan with his arms full of packages. I'll be ready for duty in a sec, Mr. Nash, just as soon as I unpack a few things. Okay, Devlin, but it's Joe, not Mr. Nah. Yes, sir, Mr. Nah. Joe it is. Good, thank you. We'll be in Brainy's lab. And unbeknownst to Devlin, Kono has stuck a leg out of the wall and is ready to trip him up. And Devlin goes, oh, ow! And with a badump thunk, he's on the ground at Kono's feet. And he looks up and gets himself up. Oh, man, are you okay? Kono, is it? Am I okay? I'm such a klutz. Please forgive me. Forgive you? Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. You're supposed to be mad, says Kono. Mad? About what? I mean, who'd do something like that on purpose? Huh? I would. Kono Taking all the that. piss out of that vinegar. <laughs> yeah. And we're into Brainy's lab as Joe brings Spider-Girl in. And uh, this is Brainy's lab where he's been trying to figure out what's in your canister. How sweet. With little success, I'm afraid, says Brainy. The canister is made of extremely dense inertron. Doesn't look like anything a little ultra strength couldn't handle. Uh-huh. Speaking of dense. <laughs> it would Brainy says it would certainly birth, be worth the attempt. So Joe grips the canister. Uh, no one's uh, getting that pickle out of that jar, kids. Uh, Christ, this thing is murder. Spider goes, gives him a peck on the cheek. Well, you just keep on trying, sweetie, while I get myself some rest. I've had a long day. Nighty night, boys. Oof, says Joe. So now she's got a room. Oh, that's all we need. Brainy says, yes, she's in dorm 13, I believe. Dorm 13? Wait a minute. That's my room. How did that happen? How indeed, says Brainy. In a fair decor, your luck seems to confound the odds. Back to the sorcerer's world. John Johns is following Mysa into a cavern. Mysa, Mysa, please, something's happening to you. Fight it, Mysa. Don't let it conquer you. It's here. It's really here. I've reached it, as she's moving rocks with her magics. Mysa, please fight it. Yes, I've, I've found it. I've sweet dreams. It was waiting for me. And there is a crystalline statue of Amethyst with her arms stretched out. I don't it, like... It looks way too uh, pretty to have survived uh, the explosion of the planet. There are a lot of skulls in this cave, you'll yep. know. Yes, yep. there are a lot of skulls in this cave. I don't like this, Mysa, says John Johns, who's spotted a lot of skulls in the cave. Come on. <laughs> We're getting out of here now. No says Mysa, and her eyes have gone red. She's calling to me. She needs me. Mysa, what's happened to you? Your strength. I, I can't stop you. I'm coming, sister. I'm coming. The statue. Mysa, get down. It looks like it's going to... Thoom! 
Finally, oh, drink. drink. Close enough. Uh, yeah. The statue explodes, and shards of crystal go flying everywhere as Misa walks towards it, and she's impaled by the crystals. And she says, coming, sister, coming, as her helmet is knocked off, and a voice says, yes, Misa, closer. Ah, says Misa, that hurts. And the spirit of Amethyst appears before her. The pain will last just a heartbeat, sweet child. The power will last forever. Forever, says Misa. Let it caress you, Misa. Feel its exhilarating embrace as the spirit of Amethyst wraps itself around her. Know that this is your destiny and rejoice. And for you, the power... No. For you and the power are now one. And the spirit of Amethyst seems to go into Mice's body and then more shards of crystal come and impale themselves into Mice's body who goes, yes, one. And now you know what we must do, who we must seek. As a I strange... feel it's important to say that she's gone all pale again and she's got her red neck jewel again yeah yes it seems to be made out of her blood mm -hmm. and it looks like an image of mordru has formed in the red blood jewel yep mordru she cries through the blackened cavern and john johns gets to his feet more someone screamed mordru mysa mysa and mysa stands in front of him in crystalline amethyst-coloured armour with a big scimitar. Finally, the eternal wait is over. At last, I have accepted the power and the purpose for which I was born. Vengeance. No, no, this is insane, thinks John. Vengeance against brutality, oppression, arrogance. Vengeance against him whose name is savagery. Mordru, as she slices through rock and skull with her scimitar. Mysa, Mysa, fight this. Think for yourself, feel for yourself. This is not you, Mysa. No, I, I, no. And she throws him to the back of the cabin. I am finished being told what is and is not me. You, you are like all the rest. You seek to protect your kind, shield it from justice. But this time, by all that is sacred, this time there will be justice. Mordru will suffer at my hand, suffer as he has, as I have suffered at his. And she takes off into space with an unconscious Martian manhunter lying on the rocky surface. And a strange essence seems to come out of the planet. And a faint voice says, stop, stop, stop her. And it seems to go into John John's body. And now we go to Tharn, the new sorcerer's world. And Mordru's guards see Mysa coming. There it is. She's coming. We're under attack. Just as the Lord Emperor foresaw. Fire! Shuff, shuff, shuff. And they're shooting their guns at her. Stop her. Mordru will have our skins if we allow his place to be violated. Deadly projectiles, says Mysa. 
Reverse yourselves, rain down on the fathers of your violence. Let those who wield such brutality perish by it. Well, there goes uh, the Legion code right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> as well as the balcony, the window, the guard. <laughs> and she comes and lands in the courtyard. The palace entrance guarded by spider guild soldiers. Mercenary killers, stand aside. Oh, there's oh. there's a name drop from the Omega Men you haven't heard in a while, kids. The Spider Guild. Ooh. So the uh, the Spider Guild actually first appeared in Green Lantern, mm -hmm. uh, 167. Uh, in the 20th century, they faced the Green Lantern Corps and later the Omega Men. Um, and then there were they've been seen relatively recently. There was a, um, a storyline called the Third Army in the 2012 Green Lantern book. But uh, sometime over the ensuing 1,000 years, they are now just mercenary guards. Uh, and, and by the way, it's also um, not clear to me if, uh, you know, which one is speaking through Misa right now, since both Misa and Amethyst uh, fought Mordru. No. Cardinal Biggles. Mm. I, mean, I mean, according <laughs> to the spirit yeah. thing, there is one now. Right, but, but who is who is seeking vengeance against Mordru? Is that Misa or is that Amethyst? I think or, it's both. Or both, yeah. <laughs> or both, yeah. I think that's the whole point, I think. Exactly, yes. I think Amethyst has lured Misa to where the sorcerer's world was because she senses a kindred spirit of vengeance against Mordru, thus making Mysa easier to possess. It's a trap! <laughs> well, where are we? Spider guards! Spider guards, spider guards. <laughs> spider guards! There's been <laughs> a lot of spider, spider in this issue, hasn't yeah. there? Spider girl, spider guild? Mm -hmm. right. No! No? <laughs> no, says one of the spider guards. Our commission is clear, invader. You will retreat or die. I said, stand aside, as she kicks <laughs> one in the spider face. Emesh the invader, snare her. We shall feed on her flesh. Your webs are useless garnish, as she cleaves right through the spider web with her scimitar. All you will feed on is the taste of meaningless death, as she shrucks them with some energy and they whoosh and burn with a set of and then she pooms through the wall. And now, at last, Mordru. She comes into Mordru's throne room, and he stands up. You, you dare invade my domain? You dare to you defile this room with your contemptible presence, unfaithful, treacherous wife? And Mysa has suddenly lost all her oomph. Mm -hmm. And, oh, oh, spirits, what is the meaning of this intrusion? How do you explain this outrage? I, I, how do you explain yourself? Why, why do you hate me? I hate you. You're the one who knows nothing but hatred. All you've ever done is disappoint me, enrage me, as he comes striding towards her. Please, 
and then you abandon me. And he strikes her. She falls to the floor. And also her hair has changed from black to magenta. Yes. I Ooh, think yeah. so. In Back in the panel where she's confronting Mordru, there's a smoky something leaving. looks like it's leaving her body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the oh. panel after that, you see a hint of the magenta in the bottom right. Yeah. Yes. And also notice that the fire in her eye is now just a tiny spark. Yeah. Yep. It was I, a trap. <laughs> I, I take it as reading is, you know, she's come seeking vengeance against the person she hates the most, but then when she's in his presence, suddenly all her self-confidence is gone from the way yep. he's been treading her for the yeah. last five years. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And, and so he is the master of gaslighting. Yes. Mm-hmm. He sh- sure is. So and we're talking about abuse. another witch dealing with her traumas. Yeah. Mordru looks down upon Mysa as she's crouching on the floor. Filthy, treacherous, deceiving trollop. Please stop. Silence. As he strikes her again. Insolent tramp. Stop this. Don't force me to do something we'll both regret. And the flame starts to grow in her eye again. the flame, yeah. Regret, says Mordru. I'll make you regret the day you ever set your loathsome eyes on me. Sadistic bastard, I warned you. Oh, sorry, that should have been sadistic beast. Bleep that one out, Paul. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> and she unleashes some energy flame at Mordru, who seems to be enjoying it. Oh, what's this? Ho, ho, ho. And notice and the hair is dark again. Back to black. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we'll have this out, Lord Emperor. By the spirits, I swear this time, I will make you pay for your sins in full or die in the effort. Oh, here we go. It's on. I can't wait to get to the next page. And credits. <laughs> yeah. It was more, Drew, all along. <laughs> Uh, so we got Tommy Mary Beerbaum writers, Stuart Immerman pencils, Ron Boyd inks, and the rest of the credits you have to guess for yourself because it, I've got the print issue here and they're cut off at the bottom. No! Bob, Bob Benaha letters, uh, Tom McCraw colors, Eddie Braganza associate editor, Casey Carlson editor. Yep, all I've got is their names and it's sort of like, you know, pick who did what. So I'm slightly confused, unless he's doing like a massive long con, but why is he surprised she's here when previously in the issue Acting. he projected the, he would, she would come to him? Acting. Must be. It's it's all... I, now, I haven't read the next issue, but from my memory, this Solos. was all long con to get Misa back to him. Because remember, the Legion showed up and took her away in issue like eight or nine? Or right. Like that? And so they never really had it out. It was more or less, okay, take Misa because I have to deal with Glorith and all that jazz, you know, right? So they took Misa away. Misa's been dealing with her trauma ever since. They never really had a resolution. And then Misa starts feeling this call to the sorcerer's world because Mordru couldn't do anything directly against the Legion. Right. So that was the plan, that was a deal he made with Rock, right? Yeah. So the plan is isolate Misa. Right, make her believe something she wants to believe more than anything in the world, and of course he would know what that is because he's been in her head for five years. Right, 
And uh, then she falls for it. And look, I've got enough power to kill my ex-husband. I'm going to go do, I'm going to go kill my ex-husband. And it's all just a ruse to get her back under his thumb. Yeah. That would explain why his face is in the ruby. Then. Yep. Yeah. I thought there was like something like Lord Opal or something was going on. Not that we know of yet. Um, Although the the um, the Amethyst miniseries that had the origin of Mordru was a few years before this was published, right? So so I haven't read it since it came out, and I'm planning on rereading it for the next issue, and so I have no idea what is what the connection is with uh, with young Mordru there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Mordru kind of sort of existed um, in the 20th century. Yeah. Because well, he became a JSA villain for a little bit, but yes, I think but, they but, hinted at him being even before that. But, but Amethyst was the first time that he was brought out of the Legion vernacular. Like basically, yeah. that was that was the first time he appeared not in a Legion thing. So it was kind of his first twentieth century appearance. And yeah, and it was by Giffen. So yeah, and and. That is what led to him being a JSA villain is because mm-hmm. they they had used him in Amethyst and it was like, well, he's there for the for the use. And uh, and, yep. and so kind of made and him Infinity Inc. crossed into Amethyst a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. I'm so pretty it, sure he was a major villain in Demon Knights back during the new 52 as well. That yeah. took place in medieval yes, times. He so he's been around yeah. implied to have been around for a long time. Uh, absolutely. Yep. But again, like the, the first place that they brought him out of the 30th century was right. that, um, that Amethyst this, series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he appeared in that JLA JSA Legion crossover. Right. Probably. In what, but it was from the future. 70s, but he was, yeah, but he was yeah. as a Legion villain. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And he went, he went back in time. Something else I noticed on page 21, um, when Misa first enters the throne room, uh, in the upper right corner, we see in, in the background, the, um, the people who used to be the teachers, the masters of, um, uh, of the sorcerer's world, who would have been the ones to train people? Uh, you know, you got the orange guy with the flame above his head, and yes, the, yes. the blue yeah. guy with the mm-hmm. with the clouds around his neck, and things like that. So, I it, what I think hap- has happened here is basically Mordrew has, you know, reclaimed um, not the sorcerer world because it's it's exploded right yeah but but he has kind of put them under his spell now yeah and to to show that he is back in charge oh definitely yeah I th- I, yeah i think you nail it there yeah for sure but yeah you know what they they all you, you, they almost get missed mm-hmm. because well, it's a so pretty deep cut stuff. yeah for sure but also because there's other stuff going on yeah and i didn't i didn't realize it the first time i read through i i just caught it during um, right now as we're going through it. Yeah. Because when, when would they have last been seen? During Magic Wars? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. When they were all escaping the dimension to get away from the Archmage. Now, remember back we... then, Mordrew was part of their community because they did right. that whole let's reverse him back to the form of a, of a kid inside the adult man so that hopefully he will know good this time. I, mean, I that guess that, that didn't take. 
it didn't take apparently. But I think that's the last time we actually saw more Drew in the Baxter run. What was that? It was that issue where Siobhan and Elmalad go back to Trom and Projectra Sensor Girl deals with Orando and the fallout from that and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. It was one of those catch up issues, you know. Yeah, as part of um as part of the backup um back in issue six, um it was in July ninety two when Mordrew was or that's twenty nine ninety two when Mordrew was coronated as the supreme teacher of the sorcerer's world. Yeah. And that was um, about a year after Black Dawn. Mm-hmm. All right. Which, I mean, that, that kind of lines up. Yeah. And we have a text page as well. Yes, we do. It's a good the, one. It's the personal one, yeah. journal of Jacques Focard, dated 29 July 2995, a note on rejoining the Legion. Well, this latest adventure presents promises to contrast starkly with my previous view. The stakes certainly seem less weighty this time, and yet, perhaps because of that, the degree of cooperation and commitment I am receiving from my new associates seems not the same. When I undertook to lead resistance against Earth's corrupt government, when I oversaw the retraining of the former Legion of Substitute Heroes, when I took on the presidency of New Earth, I worked with colleagues who well understood the gravity of what we were addressing and acknowledged the unquestioned need for rigid discipline and rigorous training. But now I find myself dealing with a team that feels, for some reasons, that it does not need to be taught how to handle such matters that they have been doing so for years. But there is always room for improvement and advancement. Let us hope the current team takes to my suggestions for regular training exercises, extensive combat training sessions, and a rigorous calisthenics regimen. It appears that Ella, Celeste, Jean, Jo, Kent, Laurel, and Va have more or less adhered to such a schedule on their own. But I see evidence that Devlin and Roch have let such matters lapse, and I further anticipate the considerable resistance from Brainiac 5, Kono and Tenzil. Kono, in particular, has responded to my initial <laughs> overtures with an oral gesture most closely associated with Metropolis's Bronx sector. <laughs> updated, more ident- updated, more identifying uniforms seem generally acceptable, which is fortunate. A few of the current team's faces are new to me, and I confess the sea of grey and blue did little to help keep this codenameless crew straight in my mind. The implication, the implementation of new codenames seems somewhat more problematic, as this working list of designations selected by the members would suggest. Britta Anan, Kono, powers able to shift mass to make self and other objects flash beings extremely dense or immaterial. Jean Ara, Element Man, Bowers' ability to transmute the elements. Dawnstar, Nern. Bowers, unknown at this time due to injuries and emotional trauma, formerly superior tracking abilities, limited in vulnerability for space travel. Salu Va Digby, Minim, not very stirring, but far better than some of her other generally facetious suggestions. (laughs) Moat, Matt, Iota, Old blue leg. That's my name. <laughs> Old yes. blue leg. I love it. 
Scarface, midget made mini miss. Powers able to shrink down to subatomic size. Brainiac five, curl ducks. No response. Powers none other than 12th level intelligence. Jacques Foucault, stud muffin. What? Where did that come from? I believe I would prefer the code name Evan S. Powers? <laughs> Wake me up inside. <laughs> Invisibility. <laughs> Remember that's remember when um, when Jura said, "I think I'll go in and edit that and put your name yeah. as Stud Muffin." Yeah, exactly. Laurel yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gand, Tiger Rose. Not the most descriptive codename in the universe, but it beats a other suggestion: flying buttress. <laughs> Powers: enhanced strength, speed, invulnerability, flight, and penetration. Denzel Kim. Albert Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> this, <laughs> this typifies the sort of attitude I was talking about. Clearly, everyone here accepts the importance of clear, concise codenames. Other choices listed were Bismol Boy, Consumer Advocate, Mastication Mot, and Pope Anastasius IV. None <laughs> of which I deem appropriate. Bowers able to eat matter in all forms. See, I think Tenzel's best uh, code name would be uh, Throat Wobbler Mangrove. Take a drink. Oh, <laughs> oh my. But so, it's still luxury yacht. So I, <laughs> yes, looked exactly. up, so I looked up Albert Symphony Orchestra and I found two uh, non Tenzel uses of it. And I don't, the first one, I have no idea how they would have come up with it pre-internet but uh and i don't know if it's still around but the albert symphony orchestra existed in auckland new zealand and made recordings in the 1920s um there is also a carl albert high school in oklahoma city that has a symphony orchestra called the albert symphony orchestra um and finally pope anastasius the fourth was Pope from 1153 to 1154 and was the last one of that name. So I don't know how... Nobody else has picked up on, on an awesome name like Anastasius? Not since 1154. Baffling, isn't it? <laughs> mm. um, yes, continuing down the list. Rock, Crin, no powers, oh, no response. Powers, none. Jo, na. Green Dragon. Powers, enhanced strength, speed, invulnerability, flight, penetration, can channel internal ultra energy to just one power at a time. Mycenal, no response, unable to reach. Powers, mystical abilities of varying magnitude and potency. Devlin Orion, reflex. Powers, able to reflect attacks back on attackers. Except for being able to be tripped, apparently. <laughs> Isla Rams, Latinburg. Other suggestions? Skintilla, Spark. Powers able to generate and earl lightning bolts. Celeste Rochfish. Unable to come up with any suggestions. My thoughts, a green blaze, shimmer. Powers appears to be a living receptacle of green energy. Full extent of powers unknown at this time. I think really the, the Celeste uh, code name would have to be off panel. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Like her. 
for not appearing in this issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, take a drink. Take a drink. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And the last on that list, Richard Kent Shakespeare. Impulse, powers, enhanced strength, speed, invulnerability, and stamina. Note, remember to suggest acquisition of flat rings or compatible technology can dramatically enhance survival chances in combat situations. There we go, and that leads us into into some stuff that's going to be coming up and, uh, and, you know, and also is a cautionary tale. Be careful what you wish for, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I want to uh, point out here that the uh, um, this journal entry is July 29th. The Legionnaires Fatal Five storyline is only on June 14th. So going forward, we'll have to keep an eye on when these things are happening. Yes. Um, and and if they've gotten any continuity errors, we're um, we're six weeks ahead of the Legionnaires, and this one also takes place a month after the last issue, which was the one where we got um, to, um, Luorno back. Hmm. Right. Maybe it just took them a long time to like travel out here because they just docked like Spider Girls cruiser and Jacques cruiser, and who else showed up in this issue? Devlin. Devlin, yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing Devlin arrived with Jacques and Drura. I'm guessing. Could be. I mean, it makes sense because he would have... Uh, yeah, because Jacques would have quit mm-hmm. around the same time Devlin decided not to hang out. Or rather, Shrinking Violet decided not to come with Devlin. So yeah, it would have been around, around the same time. But I don't know that they were tight, you know what I mean? <laughs> like... Hey, I'm I'm a random guy who kind of knows the Legion. Can I can I ride with the president of Earth? <laughs> I don't know well, if that would have happened. So, so um, uh, Jacques Cam probably resigned, did something. Jacques resigned as president of New Earth on June 11th, uh, which was in which we saw in issue 41, right. which led which led directly into Legionnaires number one. Mm-hmm. So, and that then Devlin was, left after Legionnaires number one, right? Yeah, or uh, I think it was in that issue forty-one okay, when yeah. when he um, he told uh, um, Violet that he wanted her to stay with him, and she said no, yep. and so she went off to Legionnaires. You go, girl. You go. Yeah. Excellent. Outstanding. So, Thank you very much for taking us through that, uh, Derek. No worries. So uh, Tom Beerbaum's got some interesting things to say. Uh, this is the start of what I call the Mordru Arises story arc, which was more or less our attempt to sell, to sell, sorry, our attempt to tell a really strong multi-issue tale at a time when we knew we were probably not going to remain on the book unless we somehow blew everyone away and motivated some kind of significant movement in the book sales. In retrospect, we'd probably have been better advised to tell a number of shorter stories with all kinds of attention-grabbing twists and turns over the six issues we used for this story. But at the time, it felt like the best way to try and rise up to the challenge was to tell one big story with a lot of cool elements. Uh, I can remember going for a run at one morning and thinking a lot of twists to this story. I think the starting point of the whole story was to figure out how to advance the subplot involving Misa that had been brewing for a while, 
that she'd been a battered wife of Mordrews, rescued by the Legion, but then finding herself rattled, restless, and frustrated, ultimately drawn to the remains of the destroyed sorcerer's world, where she was restlessly searching for some undefinable thing. And that's where we begin the issue. Um... We jump from here to from there to Legion HQ on Talus, where we find Spider Girl breaking in and then being confronted by Joe, Brainy, and Jock. She proceeds to kick their butts and thoroughly enjoys it, but gets serious in a hurry when Jura shows up and threatens to give Spider Girl a nasty flu. It was kind of fun to show the unsung Jura being quite a bit more effective in this case than Joe, Brainy, and Jock combined. Uh, you know, it's just that, something about that about Jura here. They really should have sent her to the academy, because I, I think everyone could see how effective she was at taking Starboy out when she first auditioned. Yeah, she she should have wound up in the academy training immediately after that issue, as opposed to being rejected and and just marching off into comic book limbo for a while. Just my then, two cents. So, and then and it wasn't even until the um, uh, the sub special when mm-hmm. we saw her again where she was picked up as a member of the subs auxiliary squad, which was for people who weren't good enough to get into the subs. Well, that, that was, yeah, that was in uh, DC comics presents when that happened. Was that then? Or was that the yeah. sub special? She, she was in DC comics. This was first. Yep. Oh, okay. And then no, she wound I mean, up in the, su- in the special. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if we saw her in 59. Yep. We did. Um, Okay, anyway, back on the Sorcerer's World, Misa reaches what she's seeking, a crystal statue of the 20th century monarch of Sorcerer's World, Amethyst. Uh, As Misa approaches the statue in a quasi-trance, it explodes and a feminine, and a mystic feminine presence embraces Misa, and the shards of exploded statue attach themselves to her and embrace her in a crystalline costume. We zoom in on a jewel that lodges in her throat, and we see the face of Mordrew inside the gem. It's a reference to a real favorite story of mine, the Blood Crystals story from an early 1970s Superboy issue number 188. I think that was the first Anderson Cockrum story my brother and Car- my brother Carl and I found when we were getting into the Legion in 1972, and I love the depictions in that story of Ultra Boy, Cam, Brainy, and Lightning Lad. A great visual element in that story was the blood crystals that had little faces of Superboy in them and were designed by Mordrew to fill anybody who gazed upon them with a murderous rage towards Superboy. I really enjoyed making a little reference here to that fondly recalled Mordrew story of many years earlier and implying that those crystals had similar properties, filling Misa with an anti-Mordrew rage similar to the anti-Superboy rage of the earlier story. Uh, I did not catch that until until I read it here. Uh, the artwork in 42 is really beautiful, with Stuart Eminent inked by Ron Boyd really pouring himself into the assignment. Ironically, I'm not real fond of the cover, a shot of Mice looking furious in her crystalline armor that doesn't really showcase the things Stuart does well. Through the issue, his characters come impressively alive, communicating all of the emotion, conflict, surprise, and sexy interaction we crammed into the story. I was especially impressed with how his depiction of the flirtatious, sassy spider girl energized this story. Because she's sassy. Mm -hmm. Um, In response to a comment, 
Uh, I can well understand how unsatisfying it was for many readers to see us play out the storyline of Misa as a battered woman, a plot line I didn't especially enjoy writing, but felt was worthwhile to tell in as true-to-life fashion as we could manage. Too bad we dragged it out over so many issues, but I guess that we made her relative triumph over these challenges a little more believable than if we'd resolved them within an issue or two. Um, had we kept writing the character, I'd certainly like to have proceeded with a very confident, assertive, and extremely powerful version of Misa. Um, uh, I'd totally forgotten about the consumer advocate name for uh, Tenzel until I edited this entry to post it last night. I'd also really forgotten most of his list of code names and got a kick out of them. <laughs> it was always a lot of fun to write that character. And for me, he's certainly become one of the irreplaceable pieces of the Legion mosaic. As a Jason Pearson drawn Tenzel t-shirt might have proclaimed, it's not them if it doesn't have Kim. <laughs> And so that's that's Tom. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll make a move into feedback uh, from uh, Maurice Walker. Feedback on episode six hundred forty-six. Hi, subs. Glad scheduling, lad, aka Michael, arranged for Legionnaires <laughs> two and Future State Legion of Superheroes two to be covered in subsequent weeks. I think both of these comics illustrate the concept's ability to change with the time, if fans are willing to give it a chance. Mm -hmm. Emphasis on that last part. Totes. He says, personally, I run hot and cold with Riley Rossmo's finished artwork, but always enjoy his layouts. I had trouble identifying characters, not just because of the costumes. And sometimes I felt like characters were not fully rendered, but overall, I believe uh, Rossmo was a smart artistic pick for this. Uh, Rosmo's work, in my opinion, draws inspiration from uh, Giffen and, and Pearson's uh, Five Years Later, uh, plus artists like Olivier Coipel and Kev Walker, who collaborated with Abnett and Lanning. Oh, yeah, Kev Walker. Yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah I agree with you. Uh, I like how everything looks alien and sci-fi, but in a post-apocalypse kind of way. On to uh, the episode 646's DC Continuity Rant. I agree with Darren and Paul's <laughs> argument about consistency and that fans are smart enough to understand a shifting timeline. I appreciate what Dan Jurgens and the other creators working on uh, Generations Shattered were trying to accomplish, but it adds another layer of confusion to the Gordian knot that is DC Continuity. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I got your sword that. right here, baby. Exactly. And he said, he goes on to say, to be fair, I've only read issue one, but it did not help that this was initially called Generations Future State in Detective Comics 1027. Ultimately, Generations Shattered has nothing to do with Future State other than being reworked 5G Generation 5 material. Um, I do believe that DC's... Uh, <laughs> current editorial regime should be graded on a curve in 2020. That's fair. Mm. Uh, Didio may have left in early 2020, but the things set under mo um, in motion under his watch, like Dark Knight's death metal, continued. Plus, oh, totally. COVID-19 yeah. obviously impacted any additional plans. 
also most of the 21st century DC continuity uh, reboots have been under Didio's watch with assistance from Jeff Johns. In an alternate mm-hmm. in an alternate universe, I am sure Johns was able to see his original plans for Doomsday Clock, and we would possibly have one less massive game-changing crossover. Entirely possible, but I do believe that uh, that doesn't mean we would have less game-changing crossovers. I, I mean, just, just, just to interject on that. They're, yeah, adi- they're addicted to that stuff. Yeah, Ju- Julie Schwartz said way back when, if you remember Julie Schwartz from DC Comics, um, he said that you've got to re- reboot your characters every so often because the material gets stale and the readership flips, yeah. right? Yeah, and that because- was a Mort Weisinger thing as well. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So, like, yeah, Mort was even worse about it because yeah. he just told the same stories every three years. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what the hell? Batman's marrying Lois Lane again? Come on. Um, look it up. It's happened more than once. Um, just, I, I think people are, and I think this is the same for Marvel. I don't think it's a DC only issue where the reboot, the event thing that happens every summer where you have to buy all the comics to understand what's going on. I think people are just tired when they get a new status quo that it takes them four months to talk about. And then here comes March. Yep. And, oh, we're going to get a new summer event that's going to change everything. <laughs> Gearing um, up for the next one. Yep. Yeah. So I, mm, it's a problem, but it, it is a it's it's a problem that they've set for themselves honestly 100% 100%. Yeah. That's why I say like the it, we we probably wouldn't you know as he said he said we would possibly have one less massive uh, game changing crossover but it is important to note that he put possibly in brackets. Um, it's possible. So it's I, possible. <laughs> I, I think I think Maurice was was agreeing that eh, mm-hmm. prob- yeah. they probably would still have it. Um, yeah. and he says finally do and not then- Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Michael. I was going to add the uh, 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 if only the annual crossovers were more like the Eclipso annual crossover, which part two coming soon. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Um, (laughs) Nice segue. Um, And uh, he says, finally, do not apologize for a good comic book rant. (sighs) You are giving the people or at least this listener what they crave. All the ah, best. You heard it Walker. here, folks. More right? rants coming. Ah, exactly. <laughs> I've got one listener who likes to hear the rant. So, yeah. we're gonna so there we go. Now now we're just giving the people what they want. The, the bottle is is open. <laughs> the library <laughs> is open. Exactly. So, Darren, Jack Kirby, overrated or not? Oh, my. I, I, no, don't. I don't think he's overrated at all. I think he did a lot of hard work for Marvel. <laughs> Uh, I mean, sincerely, I mean, falling into I, the trap, Derek. I had a problem with his <laughs> tried, art. I, I was like twelve, you know. <laughs> I grew into his art, and I think there are artists that you have to do that. I mean, your absolutely your tastes change as a consumer, just like artists' styles change. Absolutely. So, yeah, it it was just a thing. I was like, what are all these big boxy characters doing in my DC? This is not Jose Luis Garcia Lopez standard. What's going on here? And it, it took me a while to figure it out. That's all. Yeah. It, it took me 12 years to become one of the world's biggest Savage Dragon fans because I didn't understand it or have the context. It, it, you grow into stuff and it's once okay. you get the context. Yeah, and it's okay to admit that stuff. It's yeah. not a sin. <laughs> Yo, I'm actually um, I'm doing a podcast for another uh, a group 
called Earth Station. Ooh, moon, another Moonlighter. High five. Yeah. Oh, I've been Moonlighting for years. Please. Paul knows. Please. Um, and, and we're talking about LGBTQ issues, and we're about to talk about Paris is Burning, which is all about how um, all these um, people of color who are also LGBT come together to form houses to protect themselves. And I kind of think of fandom has houses, too, mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where Superman fans are the house of L, you know, and Spider-Man <laughs> fans are the house of arachnids. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek fans of the House of Roddenberry, you know, I just put it in my head that way. And it all <laughs> made sense. House of Roddenberry, baby. House of Lucas, all the way yeah, over there. Thank you. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it's just it's just a thing. You grow into this um, this worldview, and you look at stuff that you you looked at as a kid, and it's the same as acquiring um, a more sophisticated palate when you're eating food. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same kind of process, you know, you, as you mature. You discover more about the world that you like, and you understand the things you don't like, and you can actually critically say why you don't like them, not just I don't like it, which is what a lot of the you know, internet responses tend to be. <laughs> it's like, I don't like it. Okay, absolutely. thank you. Yeah, that, was, that was deep. You're welcome. Yes. There's a, there's a rant for you, mini <clears throat> rant. Well, let me Could tell have been you. more ranty. You know, uh, w- one thing that, I, that I've realized is that, uh, you know, if I look into, into my past, there are things that I wouldn't have eaten back then that I quite enjoy now because, you know, um, in, in that time past, uh, in, you know, in that history, I, uh, you know, figured out different ways to cook things and, uh, uh-huh. and to prepare things. And, uh, and so, so, you know, by looking into that past, I realize what there is in the future, and uh, which which makes me think also um, that we should talk about what happened this week in Legion history. His segues are just oh. like gymnastic nine point nine. There, there, Paul. 9.9. Evil Knievel couldn't make those leaps. I know, right? Okay, every every kid out there is like, "Who's Evil Knievel, Dad?" Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Was he really evil? Mm. Yeah, and see, that's why earlier I went mm. with Batrock. So Evil <laughs> Knievel was the first Ghost Rider, kids. He was definitely Knievel. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. It's like Bodie McGoatface. I'm going to get letters about that. <laughs> anyway. All right. So I got, some, I got some history, and then I have a good uh, trivia question for you. Excellent. All right. So this week in Legion history, 55 years ago, 1966, Superboy number 129, and this was, of course, back when the Superboy series was the adventures of Superman when he was a boy. So proper issue number boy, one, yeah. yes, issue number 129 was an 80-page giant um, for only 25 cents that reprinted, uh, among others, Superboy number 89, which was intro and origin of Mon-El. 35 years ago, 1986, Legion Volume 3, Number 23, mon has developed an immunity to his anti-lead serum and may die if he is not returned to the Phantom Zone, a fate he considers worse than death. 30 years ago, 1991, Legion Volume 4, Number 18, uh, Valor and Shadowlass investigate the Dark Circle cults. 25 years ago, 1996, Legionnaires number 36. The Legionnaires deal with the Fatal Five and the Sun Eater. Meanwhile, Ambassador Wazo seems to have snapped after the death of her daughter Apparition and seems intent on destroying the Legion. And then 10 years ago, 2011, 
Legion of Supervillains, number one, the 31st century team of psychopaths returns. Now led by Saturn Queen, they break out of Tacron Galtos to wreak havoc on the United Planets. DCU fans won't want to miss this one shot, which sets up a major 2011 storyline that'll shake the universe. Did it? Did it really? I guess. Mm. Okay. Moving yeah, on. I seem to recall enjoying it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I just Wait. don't know if it shook the universe. Well, it didn't. Didn't Ooh. have. Mu- it didn't have much time to because the yeah, universe truth, was being truth. shook up for for reals. <laughs> yeah. for okay, realsies. so so this is a uh, a stump the subs um, question. There are twenty six answers. Oh Jesus! <laughs> which is why it's only. <sighs> it's a, but it's it's going to be an interesting question. Be part part two A. <laughs> no, no, there's only one part. Uh, legionnaires across all continuities have had code names that start with almost every letter of the alphabet. But are there any letters that have started no legionnaire code names? For the purpose of this question, any name they have ever used is allowable, but Ooh. you cannot use a person more than once, like Alchemist and Element Lad for A and E. Also, no honorary reserve or academy members are allowed. So going, so going A through Z, uh, list a legionnaire with a name that starts with that letter, but you can't reuse the person who, whose name that attaches to. The rules for this are far too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no, no Michael, you do understand that we drink during the show, right? <laughs> All right, name, name legionnaires A through Z. So if I say Kid Quantum, is that K or Q? That'd be a K. That'd be a K. In that case, I'm not saying Kid Quantum. Okay. Because so so norm- <laughs> normally we start with A. Yeah. A? Yeah, up here in the Northern Hemisphere, we start what? with A. What madness right. is this? <laughs> All right, Alchemist. So, All right, there we go. I, okay. I would have said Apparition because we have more P's than I think we have E's. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll we'll see if you need to go back and backtrack. So All right, next. B, B can be block. Okay. C, C can, can be chemical. Cat spa. Or cat spa. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what uh, comes after C? E. D. 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 <laughs> D can be Dawnstar. Yeah. Okay. Um. E, e kind of has to be Element Lad because he's the E. No, no, there's another. There's another um, one. It's got to be um... Evan S, as mentioned here. <laughs> I don't. Know, does he ever actually go by that name? Yeah, I don't he, think he never went by that. by that name. <laughs> they just kept calling him Jacques. With good reason. Yeah. Yep. Uh, e can be Earthman. Entropy Earth Lad. Earthman. Okay. Yeah. Good. So F. Ooh, F. Feralad. Lad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Feralad, Firefist, Flaterweb. Later web. Uh, now these are only legionnaires, right? So we can't go like further. No, no, no pets, no subs. Pets, no Correct. subs. Nope. No. Only if they were. Only if the subs later became members of the legion. But, gotcha. but, but wait, I thought the super pets were getting their own movie. It says so on my uh, my change.org <laughs> petition. Does it really? Lee Cool say, says I'm, I'm it'll say never green. be real super pensive that's got Vincent in it. 
Does Green Lantern count since Rond is a Green Lantern? Gazelle. Gazelle. Ooh, gazelle. That go. does count. Yeah. Or Gates. Or Gates, yeah. Or Gear. Yeah. Gear, yeah. Glorith. All right. Eight. Uh-huh. H. Harmonia. There you have yeah. it. Yeah. Har- Harmonia was Har- Harmonia was a reservist. She was never a full legionnaire. She became deputy leader. Did I'll she? Say, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 She was. Yeah. In, in New Fifty Two period, yeah. she was full all full right. fledged. I'll give it to you. <laughs> we all know <laughs> Michael's going to look that up and make sure we're right. Right. Well, it sounded like I, you already I, looked it up in advance. I, nice and easy. I did look it up, and it yeah. said that she was only a reservist. It lied. Well, yeah. What did you look at? Wikipedia or something? Rule number I one, don't remember. Doctor lies. Okay. Yeah. Don't trust the internet. Yeah. All right. Um, I could be Invisible Kid, so that takes care of. Or Inferno. That. Or Inferno. Or Infectious uh, Lies. Uh, uh, Jay. Ooh, Jay. Insect Queen. No reservist. Yeah, yeah. Insect Queen's reservist. Yeah. Uh, Jay could be. No real name. So Jacques. Well, you can't no. use Jacques anyway. Yes, use we Jacques. can. That was not a code name. Not a code no. name. Oh, oh, so it's only code names. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's only code names. Yeah. J. They may be a problem. Um, let's go back to J. So K, Karate Kid. That's easy. L, Lightning Lad, because we might need to use some of Light Blast's other names. <laughs> names <for yeah>. <laughs> um, M, let's just go, go with Matter Your Lad, because... Uh, Nemesis Kid. Valor, ne- Nemesis Kid. And it, it could be Nemesis Kid. He was a member. For all of an issue and a half, right? Correct. Yep. So, oh, 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 it's magic. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto part. Sorry. I can't think of a no. Okay, so we're at J. This is very disturbing as a gay man. Okay, so P. Go ahead with Phantom Girl. Get that off the, off the desk. Sure. Is Quizlet? Yep. Quizlet, yeah. R. Reflecto. Reflecto. Saga. 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 He's got a statue. Was he really a member? Well, we'll go Turn with the fi- three five years Reflecto later. Five years later, yes. He was yeah. a member. Turn the five year yeah. gap he was. So, S, let's go with Saturn Girl because she doesn't have any other names that are going to trip us up later. Yeah. Um, T. Tyrock. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, yeah. Uh, U, Ultra Boy. Yep. V, Valor. W, let's go with White Witch. Mm-hmm. He was the star of this show, I guess, here today. Excess. X, we can use Excess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. X-ray, go. Why? Oh, why? Why, why, why? Yeah. Y and Z <laughs> are going to be a problem. So, J-O-Y-Z. Mm. Joys. 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 Joys to the world. Um, new Legionnaire, we just made her up. Um, why? Mm-mm-mm. Why? Uh, because we like you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael, how many letters were not used, did you say? Four. Uh, so, so you are looking are at four. J, J, O, Y, and Z. You have not come up with anything yet. Yep. Is Do that all of them have Did you Did you say that there... Uh, I, maybe I didn't understand you. Didn't you say there were... Four letters that there weren't names, or did you say there was I, one for everything? I, I, my, my, I said, are there any letters 
which have started no Legionnaire code names. Okay. I'm going to say those four letters. Yeah, those four seem likely to not have any. Unless, I mean, what were like those like but... characters that we haven't met yet that are coming up, like the Kuns that join later? Do they have names that might be relevant? Like really obscure uh, characters? No. no. Um, I already mentioned two of them. Blood yeah. Cloud, Veil Mist. And Veil Mist. Yeah, no. They're all so out of, out of those four, I was able to come up with two. Really? And, okay. Ooh. And and the other two, I don't think that there are legionnaires with those code names. Open. I mean, without that. Like, I Z. Correct. Ah. Thunder. Can you tell I, us which letters are we looking for? I can. <laughs> Give us a hint. Will, Will, Will you? Will you? <laughs> All right. So uh, there are legionnaires with J and Z. But to the best of my knowledge, not with O or Y. J and C. Official Legionnaires with J and Z in any continuity. I'm trying to think of what reboot characters are like obscure or like. Was there a Zephyr? Z-E-P-H-Y-R? Oh, I bet there was. That sounds like something that's like. That might have been a three boot name. Zephyr or uh, I mean, I'm thinking about the kids who came in from the academy, and none of them are popping. Yeah, like, in my head. I'm trying to think of some random name they call themselves for one issue or something. Yeah, Maybe a Silver Age name where they used a fake name to mess with everybody. Zero Lad or something, you never know. Yeah. Or like Mystery Lad or Unknown yeah. Lad. Mysterious no, Surprise. Yep. No, it's not either one of those. And it's not well, Satan Girl. S. Ah. Zamir right. was never a legionnaire at any no, point, was he? Zamir's the only one I can think of with a Z, and it's like a mm. villain, no. Mm. Jay's stumping me completely because there's plenty of like Johnny somebody names but not I can't think of anyone who's a J Jumping yeah. Jack Flesh yeah exactly it's like alright Michael you're stumping us I'm out alright the J name is the Legion on the Run name for Misa Jewel oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> We should have known that from this issue. I know, right? <laughs> but under her name, it gave nothing. Yeah. And then the the Z name or the Z name is. Uh, do you remember what Earthman? Uh, what he used to be called? Or absorbency or he, boy. Well, it's absorbency boy. Right, but he also, for part of an issue, uh, went as Zoraz. Oh, the villain of the yeah. Game, right? Correct. Damn you, Earthman. Damn you for being a legionnaire. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but you got 24 out of 26, so that's that's pretty good. That's awesome, that's awesome. yeah. Actually, 22 out of 24, because there are no O's or Y's. Right. Well, then. Look at us. <laughs> I mean, there's hardly any Y characters, period, so. Yeah. Yeah. There's Yellow Perry from Superboy. Oh goodness, yeah. I mean, that, and, I mean and, that's a deep cut itself. So, and then and, the Yellow Lanterns. 
and Yura. And Yura. Yeah. But but that's her real name, not her yeah. chameleon. Yeah, I thought about that. Yeah. I thought about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, if a new that... issue of Legion comes out and suddenly there's an O and a Y character introduced. <laughs> Then we know Bendis listens to us. Exactly. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Indeed. So, that's all I got. All right, then. Well, let's wrap this up. Derek, thank you for joining us, sir. And uh, thank Damn. you for giving uh, Devlin uh, another great spin around the block. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. All righty. So, comments, as always, can be sent to us at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can also join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble where we will uncover the history of, of how I cook Brussels sprouts. And uh, we will see you all <laughs> next week. Okay, we're we're just gonna skip over the Brussels sprouts comment because it stinks in the time bubble right now.